Welcome, Bucks fans, to the Monday Morning Joe podcast. It's Thursday, a Thursday edition on the Monday Morning Joe podcast. I'm Steve Isbitz of JoeBucksFan.com, one of the Joes writing on the website. Can't believe uh, this is, uh, we started in 2008. Where the hell does the time go? And the podcast is presented by our great friends, Bill Curry Ford, just north of the stadium on Dale Mabry Highway, a Tampa tradition, home of the nationwide lifetime warranty on used vehicles and new vehicles and the new Ford Ranger. The 2019 Ford Ranger is back. It's in. And that is exciting. BillCurryFord.com is their website and discount garage doors. Our other presenting sponsor, 20 years, local company serving 18 counties across Florida. They're from right here in the Bay area. Discount garage doors, all your garage door needs home of the free diagnosis. They'll make repairs. They'll get you a new door seven days a week. DGDoors.com is the website, DGDoors.com. Now, I was at, at the uh, Pro Bowl yesterday, the opening practices, and coming up on the podcast, as you probably saw in the headline, I had a little interview with uh, Chris Richard, who was a Buccaneers head coach candidate, the former player who then became a former NFL defensive back, who became a defensive backs coach and then a defensive coordinator for the Seahawks and moved on to the Cowboys, was a hot candidate. Uh, he talked about his interview, his process, the Glazers. So uh, we got a little bit in there, some uh, some good nuggets coming up later on the podcast with that. So you don't want to uh, cut off early, not that you do anyway. The listen-through rates are great on the podcast, and I appreciate that. Andrew Luck, you'll hear from him and his words, and I'll share some of my thoughts and what I learned out at the Pro Bowl and just, uh, you know, you know how the podcast goes. So thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Hey, I want to mention this right out of the gate. I did talk to Mike Evans privately yesterday, and this was after practice, not with the other media around. Mike's a great dude. I also got to say he put in so much time signing autographs, and it wasn't just after practice. It was after the skills competition. Mike Evans is coming off, and fans are yelling it to him, and... He's like, you're from Tampa? You sure? Okay. And he's going over and he's signing. But he wasn't just signing you know, one random fan here or wherever. He made himself visible to sign for this guy. And this was not an autograph session kind of thing at the skills competition, which will be televised later this week. So, Evans, when you make yourself visible, what happens? More people want autographs. And Evans just started a whole nother round of autographs. And then he's coming off behind and people are throwing stuff at him. Mike, sign my shirt and throw it back up and all kinds of stuff. He really appreciates the fans. And anybody who knows Mike Evans, he's a huge sports fan, period. He just gets the fan experience. He's not disconnected from fandom, which sort of kind of makes him a different sort of player. A lot of players are really disconnected from what the average fan thinks. And Evans is a big NBA fan and follows other sports so he he gets it so he gets the fan end of it and he just does really was one of the uh one of the the most fan friendly guys at the Pro Bowl but there are on two different fields there's the AFC field and the NFC there were more fans at the AFC field I think that was because of Patrick Mahomes who might be the big celebrity out there and you know but uh, I'm, I'm just guessing on that front now 
I talked to Evans privately and I said to him, I said, Hey Mike, what's going on with DJX? Is all this stuff BS as far as him being a disruption or a distraction, wanting out, not being a good teammate, uh, you know, all the things we've heard about Deshaun Jackson, not wanting to play, all what's going on. And Evans told me that he thinks Jackson is a good teammate. He considers him a good teammate. And he basically said, look, Deshaun Jackson, from my perspective as a player, is a good teammate. He plays in practice, plays hard in practice. He plays hard in the games. He's valuable on the field. He's good for the offense. And Evans doesn't see him as a problem. Evans said he never told us in the locker room that he wanted to be traded. That never came up in the locker room among the guys. So the business side of it, if that's what was going on, that's the business end of football. And players respect the business side of football. This is Mike Evans talking. And he did say, well, how he got along with coaches and how he deals with coaches. He said, I'm not a coach. And that's not me. I'm not a coach. But from a player perspective, Mike Evans said he's a good teammate. I want him on the team. And how he deals with coaches, I can't speak to that. Which sort of is code for, yeah, maybe he's not the greatest guy with the coaching staff. And he may be a difficult guy to coach, but there is a line there. Teammate versus dealing with teammates versus dealing with coaches. And I don't, I'm not a professional athlete. I don't know what that line is or how that works, but I do know other organizations deal with players that can be difficult. And how the Bucks choose to deal with Deshaun Jackson, I don't want him on the team personally. I don't think it's a good idea for the main reason that you're sort of caught in a pickle with Jackson. This is the last year of his contract. So if he has a good, if you bring him back and you don't invest the money elsewhere and he has a good year, not only did you take reps away from Chris Godwin, most likely, assuming you bring back Adam Humphreys too, which you might not be able to afford, but regardless, if Jackson comes back and he has a good year, then he's going to demand top dollar and a multi-year deal, which the Bucks aren't going to be prepared to do or want to do, or it probably won't make any sense for them to do financially. And he's going to be, what, 33 years old by then? So he's sort of a one-year wonder rental. I don't know how they're going to handle it. But Mike Evans you know, was very clear with me behind the scenes after the skills competition, nobody else around, that he considers D-Jack a good teammate. And he doesn't, and again, Evans is a captain of this team, voted by his peers, and, you know, that's where he sees it. So take that for what it's worth, for what it is. I believe it was real. I believe he was being straight. How Jackson deals with coaches and handles, uh, you know, that. And we've heard the stories of uh, from two seasons ago. We, excuse me, last season, since we're still technically in this season of him sleeping in meetings and having some issues with coaches and run-ins. Again, this kind of stuff does happen in locker rooms. And I was told... Yesterday, I'm going to leave it at this, that a top player on the Buccaneers, I can't name the name, I apologize, I just can't do it, otherwise you don't get information, and I think you can trust our information at JoeBucksFan.com wholeheartedly, but I was told a top player on the Buccaneers, who is a well-respected guy and fans love immensely, 
is a is a guy who you know is comes in late was coming in late under Dirk Cutter and wasn't always uh, prepared on the field, although he performed on the field. So that happens on good teams. It doesn't always get out there. It doesn't always, you know, you take the good with the bad with certain players, just like you do in life. You know, I've been in sales before. Hey, the guy who produces, he gets a little more leeway from the bosses. That's just how it is. It's how it always will be. You can run a super tight ship wherever you are, but you have to treat people differently in most environments, in successful environments. You have to treat them a little bit differently because they are all a little bit different. And again, I am not backing Deshaun Jackson, but not everything is always as it appears in the NFL, in any sport or in any business. And uh, it was interesting to learn that there's a guy who's so well-respected that uh, may not have that same level of respect if it uh, some certain things came out. But that again, that goes on and on. So that's just football. Now, here we are. Now, I know there are a lot of fans who are obsessed with the draft at this point in the year. The draft Knicks are going nuts with the Senior Bowl and... Yeah, the East-West Shrine game that wrapped up. And a lot of people, not a lot, otherwise it would be a different situation. But there are always people who hit us up every year who say, hey, Joe Bucks fan, what are you doing? You're not enough draft coverage and all this stuff. And our website's always been about what we find interesting when we find it interesting and how we want to cover the Bucks, serving how we are fans of the Bucks. And this time of year, right now, late January... I'm not personally caught up in the draft. Lee DeCamper, he's not in draft mode yet. The My uh, comrade at Joe Bucks fan. I know Ira's not into the draft until after free agency. So everybody gets into it differently. It's nice to go to the Senior Bowl. I watch it on TV. I, I record it and I watch it and I slow it down and do all the stuff that a lot of the draft Knicks do. Same thing with the East-West game. But things change with the draft and things get overanalyzed early and I just can't personally go too crazy with it. That's why we don't travel up to the Senior Bowl. It's a great place to meet people and talk about the Bucks and the industry. But Lee D. Camper from Joe Bucks fan will be up at the Super Bowl next week. And we've always had somebody at the Super Bowl to just talk Bucks around uh, the league. So uh, not a lot to share about the Senior Bowl in this podcast. After the game, sure, I'll talk a little bit more about that next week. Now, as I mentioned, Chris Richard is going to be uh, coming up next as an interview and uh, pretty cool stuff. You know, of course, again, he was a hot candidate and met with the Glazers and, you know, you can hear him and then I'll talk about that. Before we get there, I do want to address running back. I was talking with Emmett Smith at the Pro Bowl and about scouting running backs and how maybe that's changed and what he would look for and just how the evaluation of running backs has changed coming into the league. And Smith told me really in a lot of detail that he would put more emphasis than ever on sitting down with the guy and really getting an understanding of the man's knowledge of the game and his passion for the game and the intricacies of the game. And they have to go deeper on these interviews to understand the mind of the, the running back. And sure, film is important and explosiveness and all that, all that kind of stuff. But to really understand the mind of the of the guy you're 
going to draft and uh, or pick up as an undrafted free agent. And it was it was interesting to hear him go there, which leads me to Kareem Hunt, who we talked about. If you heard on the Ira Kaufman podcast, we touched on it. I'm all in favor, like I always am, of once he becomes a free agent, once he gets the uh, release from the NFL, that Roger Goodell says, okay, you've been released off my uh, naughty list, and now you're a free agent because KC cut you, but you're going to be suspended six games. Once that comes, there's no reason for the Buccaneers to, com- to not be interested. Pursuing a guy and getting interested in a guy and diving in with two feet doesn't mean you have to sign him. It doesn't mean you have to sign him. And Bruce Arian says he's all about second chances. I don't condone what Kareem Hunt did, but we've seen him on the field. We need a running back. Young guys make mistakes. And you know what he did, you know, hitting that woman, I'm just gonna say it. It's if on a scale of one to ten, of course it's bad and it, it there's no question that it's wrong. But the situation, you know, I can't say that the guy's necessarily all bad forever for what he did. I would talk to him. I would talk to him. He's going to be back in the league anyway. You know, the Bucks can set their own morality policy, but they seem to be a second chance team. And the Glazers have always said, and it was a, a foundational thought from their dad as well, that they believed in second chances for players. And of course, you know, uh, we don't always see what happens. Sometimes players get third and fourth chances, but that's the kind of organization that they've been. And I would talk to Kareem Hunt because the Bucks need a running back. And you can gamble in the draft. And when I say gamble, I'm not just talking about picking one. I'm talking about one being available to pick that you want. You can't control the draft. The draft often controls you. And unless you're going to overreach in the draft for a guy, which I don't have a problem with necessarily, if I evaluate a guy as a third round talent, but I think he can be, he's going to be a second round pick and I want to move up to the high second rounds to get him and maybe I'm overpaying. But if my draft, my evaluation says this guy is good and can do it, you have to stick with that at some point and not worry about the numbers. It's like the people who freak out about salary caps so much, they lose track of actually securing good players for the roster. Anyway, I would talk to Kareem Hunt. And hopefully the Bucks lock up their running back situation before the draft. That would be my perfect scenario as I see it right now. All right, before I tee up Chris Richard here, just remember, Bill Curry Ford, they have got you covered for the Super Bowl. If you purchase any vehicle at Bill Curry Ford, right now they have, and all through the month and up to the Super Bowl, they have got a 65-inch TV for you included. Doesn't matter the vehicle BillCurryFord.com. Check out their transparent pricing. General Manager Sean Sullivan, huge Bucks fan. He's your go-to guy at Bill Curry Ford. We appreciate his support of the podcast as well as the Free Stretch podcast from Bobby Fenton and Joe Bolts fan. Both podcasts you can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play. And here is Chris Richard, the Dallas shot caller on defense. From the interview process, mm-hmm. overall, what was yeah. the biggest thing you learned? Well, I think overall it's just a great experience, you know. Um, I think you learn to stay true to who you are, maintain consistency, 
and just kind of deliver your overall theme, man. And it's your message and who you are as a as a person first and foremost, and then what you what you're able to bring as a coach. But when you came to interview with the Bucks, did you have a, like a, a full laid out plan for the team? Like, do you put X amount of hours into that? Yeah, there's time. There's time. Like I said, there, there there's certainly time on task. Um, I mean, man, we're, we're in the midst of preparing for a game right. that week, right. you know, and. Uh, so the amount of time that you will be able to, to focus in on it, it's not there. It's not there because it's a, you are solely focused on the t- you really your true task at hand is first and foremost you're winning games. Yeah, your service to that to your team that you want right then and there. But, um, but we were able to come home after the game and uh, make sure that we put everything together as fast as we can, as professional as we could, and then take the time from there all the way up until the interview process. So it's like however much time, I couldn't even tell you how much time that was. Sure. There, there was no sleep. Sure. So we just rolling. Did you meet with Buck's ownership or was it just Jason Light? No, it was Buck, yeah, Buck's ownership. Oh, okay. Yeah, everyone's uh, Any impressions? Oh, I love them, man. Yeah, I think, uh, I think they're really good, genuine people. Uh, I love the, uh, the natural energy and, and optimism. That was, uh, it was a really good vibe. And, uh, you know, you played against the Bucks late in the season, mm-hmm. and obviously you're prepared. Uh, you know, what could you say? Obviously you spent a lot of time on their offense, yep. their offensive line and their attack. Uh, is there one thing that really stood out to you on a positive mind that, that you liked about the Bucks' offense? Yeah, sure. They're, they're, they're explosive, uh, okay. I think, uh, at the skill position. They got a tough runner, uh, the kid from Auburn. Was a barber. Yep. Is a is a is a tough runner. Obviously, Mike Evans is he's here. You know, so he's um, quite easily. You can arguably say he's the best in the business. You can you could essentially say he's the best in the business at uh, at, at the nine ball. So he's a guy that you know that you can place out there, and the 50-50 balls become more like 60-40 and 70-30. You know, he's he's got that type of ability. And then obviously Jameis, man, he's got the arm of the century. You know, he, he can deliver any football that's needed out there. And um, they put up points with the best of them. Did you have any exposure to Jameis at all through your career, through these years? Any time spent anywhere with him? None whatsoever. Uh, how did you feel just from, uh, from being away from it, how his energy would translate with yours? I think yeah. it would have been able to work really well. Um, and that would have been, it's, it's, it's our decision collectively, but... That's my responsibility as a coach, is to make sure that our relationship is is the best that it possibly could be. And but that's, I think that's just a part of the coach-player dynamic. You know, is is understanding as a coach that you have a standard, and the standard will never ever change. But your style has to, because everybody can't be treated the same, because everybody's not the same. And uh, last question for you: uh, What should, what would you tell Buccaneers fans about facing a Bruce Arians offense or a Bruce Arians coach team? You prepped against them many times. Yeah, no risk it, no biscuit. All right, thanks. All right, thanks. You'll notice there that the audio ends abruptly. He says, "No risk it, no biscuit," and Chris Richard is on his way. As soon as I brought up Bruce Arians to Chris Richard, he shut down, and it clearly the body language screamed, ah, "I don't really like that guy, or I don't want to talk about that guy." That was the end. Now, again, this is a relaxed atmosphere at the Pro Bowl, and Richard's a great speaker and likes to talk. And before that audio that you just heard, I talked to him uh, without the recorder going. So it really stood out to me, and it's just one of those things you would have had to see it. But maybe he doesn't like Bruce Arians. Richard was with the Seahawks as their defensive coordinator for 2015 through 2017. The Seahawks and the Cardinals were big rivals. He was a uh, defensive backs coach with Seattle before that, so... You know, maybe he still carries uh, some of that with him or just there's something personal he doesn't like about Arians. I don't know. 
But that's why it cut short and, and Chris Richard was on his way. Now, he made a few comments about Team Glazer. He liked their energy and liked them in the interview and all that. Now, it didn't strike me as him blowing smoke, but I was just pleased to hear that Team Glazer was actually there in the interview. And maybe that sounds strange. Like, what, what are you talking about, Steve? Uh, why would they not interview their potential head coach? Well, a few reasons. One, the Bruce Arians deal was just about locked up at that point. They, he had already been in for his physical. They knew what the plan was, which was, which hey, we wrote on Friday that uh, it was going to be announced before that, uh, hey, expect the new coach. The plan at One Buck Palace is to announce their new head coach no later than Tuesday in that time frame. And expect it to be Bruce Arians. We knew that on Friday. Now, Richard hadn't even interviewed with the Bucks yet. So the point is uh, the Glazers went to that interview anyway. And that's a good thing. Uh, one, because, hey, Chris Richard might be their head coach candidate one day in three years or five years or who knows what. He's only 39 years old. And you can always learn something. But a lot of times what happens is owners don't show up to the interviews, and especially these Rooney Rule interviews. Now, I'm not calling anybody a Rooney Rule interview, but Harold Goodwin, who is the Buccaneers' new assistant head coach, he has been interviewed for, for several head coaching jobs. And I guess you would put him in the, in the box of um, Rooney Rule candidate. And he didn't refer to himself like that, but he talked about, when he was introduced to the Tampa Bay media, he was asked about... Um, head coaching opportunities for African-Americans. And and there's been a lot of discussion for the people who care about that stuff, uh, that Bruce Arians has always had a diverse staff. And right now the Buccaneers, their special teams, their offensive and defensive coordinators are all African-American. And you have Goodwin, who has long been Arians' right-hand man. He's going to oversee the offensive line as run game coordinator, assistant head coach. And I know that uh, Arians considers him future head coach material, and he has a lot of respect in a lot of areas. Goodwin said to the Tampa Bay media that he's been on a lot of, he didn't use the word sham, but sham interviews, where he's been to these interviews, and, and he thanked Shad Khan in Jacksonville and another owner for being there and for it being a real interview for a head coaching gig. And what he didn't say, but maybe a few people realized, is that, at least I did, is that he interviewed for the position that went to Dirk Cutter in 2016 with the Buccaneers. Jason Light brought him in. He also interviewed, and Light knew him from Arizona. He also brought in Sean McDermott, who uh, didn't get a ho- coaching head coaching job, and then the next year he got one with Buffalo and made the playoffs. And then they interviewed Cutter, and that was it. So according to what Goodwin said, the Glazers did not sit in on his head coaching interview, and he sort of wagged a finger at that without naming names. So to me, it was very good, at least, that the Glazers were there. Uh, lets me know that Richard was a serious candidate, but that they did the smart thing, which is to be at every head coaching interview. And um, some good energy there. Of course, Richard cited uh, Peyton Barber from his work as a defensive coordinator on the Bucks' offense running hard, playing hard, and, you know, if you're a coach who cares about effort and wants guys who will fight for every blade of grass, how could Peyton Barber not be an attractive guy for you? Maybe he's not your number one. He's really not a quality number one running back in the NFL. Maybe he can develop that way. I don't know. 
maybe. A lot of questions about the Buccaneers' run blocking. And, of course, Barber's just 24 years old. Last year was his first real season as a number one guy. But he mentioned uh, Barber. He mentioned Mike Evans. You heard that. And he mentioned Jameis as, uh, I forgot the word he used. I don't know. It'll be a headline soon on Joe Buck's fan, but about his arm and the talent that he has. Uh, he didn't mention anybody else, which you know is always worth noting uh, who isn't mentioned. And like I said, um, we had talked before that a little bit about the Bucks, and uh, there was nobody else who was singled out in that, that conversation uh, specifically. So glad to uh, talk to uh, Richard and get uh, share that with you. We'll probably write up some of that for the website, at least the Jameis comments and, uh, and some more. Why not? It's that time of year. The Pro Bowl is very relaxed and very intense at the same time because you got to chase guys down and talk some guys into talking to you and whatnot. I'll give you a perfect example. Jason Garrett, head coach at the Pro Bowl, you know, they finish up their walkthrough-ish practice, which is just a big lot of nothing, and he's wearing a T-shirt and no whistle, and there's no play sheet or clipboard. There was even nobody at the Pro Bowl this year at yesterday's practice like Quan Alexander was last year where Quan was really trying and you could tell that guys around him weren't, and he's talking to guys. Quan is trying to, you know, sort of, you could see his body language and the visuals on him where he was trying to talk to his fellow linebackers about where we're going to fit and the run fits and all this stuff, and they're looking at him funny, and he was really intense in practice. I could say there was nobody intense in that practice yesterday that I saw, but Jason Garrett, Cowboys head coach, nope, wasn't talking uh, on the record at all yesterday wouldn't do it and was not going to be talking to media yesterday and um, you know these guys are strict with uh with who who and when they're willing to talk now garrett was happy to chit chat but he wasn't talking uh serious football at all and wasn't going to go on the record or on camera or anything like that and that happens uh i ran into a little bit of that we'll talk more about that later but I want to mention that Discount Garage Doors, Discount Garage Doors is your place if you have any sort of desire for a new garage door or you have a repair that needs immediate attention. And when I say immediate attention, I mean right now, 24-7, you can call them 1-866-420-DOOR, 866-420-DOOR. This is a local Tampa Bay area company. That has expanded to 18 counties across Florida, but they're born right here about 20 years ago. Fantastic reputation, and they are the home of the free service call, which means a free diagnosis. They'll come right out to your house, check out the problem, and give you a full diagnosis. It doesn't cost a penny. Now, if you want them to fix it, of course, you'll pay for the repair if you agree to the price. And again, discount garage doors, very inexpensive. They will match prices and beat prices if necessary. And if you need a new door or you want a new door, then they'll show you their array of uh, garage doors. And uh, they have fantastic uh, selection. And it's a great service. Many listeners have used it. DGdoors.com is their website. And it's a good one. Lots of coupons and information. It's not. It's one of the better websites for any anything, really, that I've seen when it comes to uh, that type of business or just a service slash sales business. Great website, dgdoors.com. You can use your Joe Bucks fan discount code as well if you uh, buy something, so don't forget that. And uh, give them a call, 866-420-DOOR. We appreciate all their support 
at JoeBucksFan.com. Next for you, while I wrote it up on Joe Bucks Fan, I've got my conversation with Andrew Luck audio here because, you know, the printed word just doesn't always capture the the meaningful way somebody says something. And Andrew Luck talked about Arians, talked about the way he is, and uh, I asked him a follow-up question. And, you know, you can really hear the uh, the genuine nature of Luck's comments. And I'll say this, Luck was another guy. I'm not talking to media on uh, Tuesday. Nope. Which cracks me up, right? You come all the way to the Pro Bowl. It's so relaxed. You know there's going to be media there from all over, including team media and what have you, TV, whatever, and you're just wearing shorts and a floppy hat, going through the motions, having fun with some of the greatest players in the game and getting catered to left and right, and you can't just stand and take questions for 10 minutes. It's like, come on, man, but you know they have their, their ways, they go about stuff, and I get it. But of course, you know, I wasn't going to adhere to that. Uh, Luck wasn't talking yesterday and I did uh, head to an unauthorized area and was able to uh, chat with him a bit before the afternoon skills competition. And that's another thing. ESPN shoots the Pro Bowl skills competition and people pay for tickets and it's, it's a big event there. That was yesterday. And I think that airs on ESPN on Saturday. And man, they do everything they can to keep media away from there, to not let anything get out as far as the score and the competition and who won. I do know who won. I do. I saw him carrying the trophy on the way out. And uh, they make you swear he won't do that. And they don't let media attend. And there's all this stuff going on. There's security everywhere. But security is not always a match for JoeBucksFan.com. Anyway, I probably shouldn't even be saying this here, but there wasn't anything sinister going on. Hey, if nobody stops me, then we're all good. But I was able to cap, catch up to Andrew Luck behind the scenes and get uh, him to share those couple of comments on the record. And uh, we did chat a tiny little bit uh, before that, or after that, rather. So he's a believer in uh, the Bruce Arians way. And the more you talk and the more you really hone in on what Arians is going to bring to this team, you realize uh, that it is all about Jameis right now, right away for Bruce Arians, in addition to installing his culture and his way, and it's which is going to be a radical change for this team. But here's Andrew Luck. Listen to him as he said it, and I'll leave it at that afterwards, and we don't need to talk about it more. Just soak it in, and it's pretty cool. What should Jameis Winston expect as Bruce Arians walking in the door and coaching him up in the first six weeks? Yeah, not just Jameis, but every player. It's honesty. He's a a good man. He's a good heart. He coaches hard. It may feel like he's being hard on you, but as soon as you walk off the field, he's, he's, he's your biggest fan. He's a great guy. I learned so much from him. Uh, so thankful to have played under him and happy he's got another opportunity. It's great. So anybody who says, uh, well, Andrew Luck was a great quarterback before he got to Bruce Arians, not a big deal. You, you no, Bruce, a lot I, I developed uh, a tremendous amount under Bruce, learned a lot, still stay in touch with him very closely. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he very much helped me in many ways. Thank you, Mr. Luck. Again, I thought that was really cool hearing the earnest way in his voice there. You know, it's just real stuff. And, Jameis, you have all the tools at your disposal, you've got the quarterback whisperer. You've got the talent. We heard what Chris Richard said about you. Now you've got a better coaching staff for a quarterback, we think. 
You've got pass blocking on your O-line. It wasn't really that bad on the pass blocking last year. Nobody could say that with a straight face. Yes, there are your ugly moments by Caleb Beninock and others, but in all, the pass blocking is pretty good, and the weapons are there, the comfort with the receivers. It's on you, Jameis. Let's go. Huge year, which is going to change this whole franchise. So I'm fired up about that, or at least that possibility. We needed the change. This is only the second system that Jameis will be in, and uh, hopefully he can bring a lot to a lot to it, a lot of experience, different experience. Uh, he can be open with the Arians about what worked and what didn't and what he likes and what he doesn't, and they can craft something amazing. Everybody and everybody says Arians is the right guy for Jameis, so it's really the best thing we've heard in town and in a lot of years. Forget about what you think of Jameis just from the football end of it. Maybe you love him, maybe you don't. From the football side, this is really really exciting to know that our healthy and experienced young franchise quarterback is in Bruce Arians hands that's why the Glazers have got to be freaking giddy and uh, maybe what they did was they were so giddy we learned today they dropped ticket prices now we're season ticket holders at joebucksfan.com now we don't have a fancy suite we don't woo people with uh, or have some sort of deal with the box or anything like that We've got a couple of seats in the 300 section that we've used to give to some of our great advertising partners. Uh, We have used them for prizes, and we've given them away to some fans. The Todd Wright, uh, Joe Bucks fan, Hooters fantasy draft winner uh, went to opening day last year against the Eagles, and you know we just got a couple of seats, and it was nice to see that hey. The price on those seats, uh, I was looking at it, looks like it's down 10%. And I'm not counting the the game that's missing over in uh, London because the Bucks have to play there against Carolina. So uh, pretty cool. Good move by the Glazers. Drop those ticket prices. Now get smart and do what the Falcons did and drop some concessions prices and people will really be happy. Hopefully the Bucks can get a big giant extra beer sponsor in there and subsidize uh, some of some some of those uh, ridiculously expensive beers, or at least uh, maybe buy some really good refrigerators to keep them cold. But anyway, uh, we do sit in the press box. We do have full media credentials, but we do have the seats as well. And I think maybe next year I'm going to send Ira Kaufman to sit in a game for the preseason and just write about the experience, which uh, might be might be kind of fun. Ira wouldn't hold back and... Uh, you never know what happens to Ira out there in the world. Those of you who listen to the Ira Kaufman podcast know that uh, he, he always, he's always an adventure. And speaking of our podcasts, the they're available on iTunes. There has been a little technical glitch on Google Play, and that's on Google's end. Hopefully it's rectified, but there are a lot of ways to get the podcast. Podbean, there are other applications as well. And, of course, right on JoeBucksFan.com, you can play it. And that's right in our system. So if you're seeing the page, you can play the podcast and download it right from the site as well, which a lot of people do. It's a safe download and uh, they're usually compressed. They're not huge, giant files. So enjoy the podcasts. However you do, we appreciate the reviews and, uh, you know, the uh, ratings of the podcast are always good and the numbers are always fantastic. Uh, for this podcast, it's it's been a fun I don't want to call it an experiment because I do the podcast when I can and when I can do it best for you, at least 
as best as I'm, I possibly can. And whenever it pops, people are listening. So thank you very much for your support of everything at JoeBucksFan.com. Uh, we, um, we've been real blessed to, uh, to win the support of uh, so many tens and thousands of, of fans. It, it's pretty darn cool and really uh, groundbreaking in the NFL, which, which is nice to say. Now, the Buccaneers also have been up at the Senior Bowl. And we reported, uh, I put it out yesterday at midnight, that the Buccaneers, Bucko Bruce Arians, he's not at the Senior Bowl. He's not there with his coaching staff either. They are huddled up, holed up in Tampa, studying the film of this team and analyzing the roster and prepping themselves for free agency so they can go through and know exactly what they want to order Jason like to do. And more important, perhaps, is for Todd Bowles to look at this, to study this defense and really decide what am I doing next? What is the plan on defense? Is it 4-3? Is it 3-4? Who do I like? Who do I not like? Because Todd Bowles is a power broker here. Bruce Arians gave him a loose leash and an open book said, hey, Todd, come on down. You run the defense, run whatever you want. I trust you. And that's a lot of responsibility. And the way this works in the NFL, Todd Bowles is going to say this is, you know, he's going to have his reports for Arians and they'll review stuff and they'll sit down with Jason Light and they'll go over it. And Todd's going to tell him what he wants and what he needs and they'll go after it, period. And I have to think that the plan from Bruce Arians is to fix this defense year one will be lean heavily toward defense year two will be offense and finishing touches you have to think that's the way they're approaching this because the defense is broken it is bad and if you haven't read it yet ira kaufman sat down of course ira's a hall of fame voter he's an icon in town and he's been with us since 2016 ira had breakfast the other day with Tony Dungy and Dungy turns out was Arian's roommate. We knew they coached together at the chiefs, but they were roommates and (laughs) the odd couple, as I recalled them totally different. And anyway, you go read that column at JoeBucksFan.com. But Dungy said he believes Todd Bowles is going to run a four, three in Tampa based on the personnel. Now that's just Tony Dungy, his take and who knows if they're going to keep McCoy or what they're going to do. Maybe that doesn't even matter. Dungy believes 4-3 is what's coming. So who knows? Who knows? You can't just assume at all. I did talk to Jamal Adams, the safety in um, for the Jets, who was drafted first rounder, early first rounder back in 2016, made the Pro Bowl this year. He you know, just was talking about the aggression Blitz and cover, blitz and cover, blitz and cover. That's Todd Bowles. You could do that 4-3 or 3-4. I think you probably have some more options uh, Three doing it 3-4, but we'll see. Uh, one thing that also came out at the Pro Bowl I wanted to mention before I forget, Todd, uh, not Todd, but Mike Evans said he didn't talk to Bruce Arians yet, and that's kind of interesting, right? Uh, Arians, it's got to be calculated. I'll just say this. It's got to be calculated. Now, I know he's talked to a couple of guys, reached out, but 
It must be calculated because why else would Arians not talk to Mike Evans yet or anybody? Pick a name. It doesn't matter. He knows what he's doing. There's got to be a reason why. Maybe he wants to talk to everybody together. Maybe he wants to formulate some things first after he watches film. But I thought that was very interesting. Obviously, Mike Evans is part of this team. He's not going anywhere. He has a rock-solid contract. He is a superstar. He's the only pro bowler. But Arians hasn't talked to him yet. So it's all calculated with these coaches, with the great communicators. I just find it um, it's interesting. Uh, because obviously, if he wanted him on the phone, Mike Evans, great guy, available guy. Here he is at the Pro Bowl. He's obviously in town. They could meet to, uh, not that they were allowed to talk football, but just to, to say hello not a problem whatsoever. So file that away as, as interesting. Uh, the Bucks are at the Senior Bowl, like I said. And Mark Dominic, who was on local radio on uh, his visit to 620 uh, in town, he said this morning that they had that he saw the Bucks really uh, putting a lot of their manpower on the trenches. And of course, that begs the question, where would the Bucks draft? I know I'm not going to be in agreement with uh, Lee DeCamper here at Joe Bucks fan, my comrade, and that's fine. And the draft is a fluid process, and the way this team's evaluated is fluid. But I could really totally see the Buccaneers drafting a left tackle to open this draft at number five if they scout a guy that they believe is worthy. I could see that. You know, obviously the the value is there in a left tackle. They'd be saving some money, and if they think a guy is a plug-and-play left tackle, then uh, that might be a move they make. And Arians, I guarantee you, Arians doesn't think he's going to win a Super Bowl this year. And you know what? If he thinks he's got a plug-and-play left tackle, a true stud who is going to have an accelerated uh, developing time and might be really high-end ready, Pro Bowl ready in year two, maybe they make that move. So uh, I don't rule it out, but you know it's very early in the process. I don't like to go even too crazy into the draft before preseason is here because, excuse me, before free agency is here because that shapes so much of your draft in a lot of ways anyway. But long ways to go, but it is around the corner, which is so exciting because this is the kind of stuff we live for as Buccaneers fans, as hardcore fans. Uh, pretty uh, interesting also Greg Schiano moving on allegedly going to take the top job with the Patriots which would really be hilarious <laughs> in a lot of levels especially if he has a ton of success or Schiano himself becomes a successor to Bill Belichick who really admires Schiano and Belichick's son is on the staff there he's a safeties coach he's been an outspoken guy for years there's that funny story out there that uh, Belichick's son gotten Trent Dilfer's face for a comment he made on ESPN. And uh, that's kind of a neat story, but Belichick's kid played for Shiano. So there's obviously a ton of respect there. And Shiano certainly can handle calling a defense. His defense, uh, there were a lot of good things going on on the defensive side of the ball, at least here in Tampa with the Bucks. If you remember that first year with Shiano, they were number one against the run and they were last against the pass. But it was really a lack of talent in the defensive uh, backfield and they couldn't figure that out but anyway it'll be very interesting to see if shiano has success and becomes the eventual successor to bill belichick wouldn't that just be uh wouldn't that be a, so buccaneers if that happened all right i appreciate your support of the podcast 
We've got more podcasts coming. We've got more stuff coming. Lee D. Kemper of Joe Bucks fan. He is going to be up at the Super Bowl getting all kinds of nuggets, uh, Bucks-related nuggets, as we do up there, talking to people, working the back channels and the uh, the hallways and all that stuff that uh, we like to do to just sort of give you everything Bucks because that's what it's all about, at least where we're sitting. It's all about the Bucks, 24-7. And thanks for your support. Uh, we appreciate uh, the great support of Bill Curry Ford, just north of the stadium on Dale Mabry Highway. Get to their website, BillCurryFord.com. I think we have uh, some, we've been chatting about some potential events up there, which could be happening uh, this spring. So uh, hopefully we can pull something together on that before the draft. And of course, Discount Garage Doors, DGDoors.com. We'll see you next time.